0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today, we're going to be playing Verdant, designed by Molly Johnson of Point Salad 10 Truffle Shuffle and Dollars to to Donuts, Robert Melvin of The Same Games, Aaron Mesburn of Overboss, Kevin Russ of calico and overboss and tumble town and sean stankovich of point salad 10 travel shuffle and dollars to donuts uh it's developed by joseph z chan and the artist is beth Sopel of uh well wingspan viticulture cascadia calico arboretum lantern circle the wagons tussie mussy welcome to dino world and fire in the library and those are the ones we played yeah published in 2022 that... by Flatout games the description is a puzzly spatial card and token drafting game about houseplant collection and care. Sounds to the point.
1: point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point. It's a
0: very dense sentence with a lot of information. The mechanics are grid coverage, open drafting, pattern building, set collection, tile placement, and variable setup. And the box art?
2: Um okay, so it is a very nice scene um of a cat on a little sofa chair. Uh, with, yeah, lots of greenery around. Um,
3: yeah, yeah the, the, the like dense amount of plantage reminds me of in the 19th century, those um, like glass observatory, cons- cons- conservatory rooms, right? Like greenhouses where you'd have like comfortable chairs and just all your exotic house plants.
1: I imagine that room in that picture is moist. It's humid. Yeah. I mean, like there's yeah. probably a lot of humidity. But I can't there
3: are imagine some succulents, that chair. Like, right.
1: And the, the quilt.
3: Yeah. It looks like a velvet styled styled wingback, which is one of my favorite types of chairs. I mean, it does. Those plants definitely have more of that tropical kind of feel to them. A lot of ferns and Yeah. a lot of ferns.
1: I feel like there's not enough succulents in there to suck up that humidity. <laughs>
2: Well, I was just thinking about those succulents. It's just been like dropped off there on the
1: ottoman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: the, the cat hasn't put them away yet.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's taking a quick nap before he puts things away.
0: Would you pull this off a shelf, Kate?
2: Uh, Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lovely scene. Yeah. And the description sounds interesting. Uh, wondering how taking care of houseplants turns into a puzzly game.
1: Yeah, I think I would. I think the games that were listed off Mm -hmm. from the other folks that were part of the design team, I feel like I've enjoyed those games. And then I have always said that uh, it doesn't matter the theme or like who designed it. If Beth Sobel is the artist, I'm going to pick it up. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be the opposite. I mean, I would pick it up
0: just because it's super pretty and there's a cat. But... I don't know the, the games listed like Point Salad Ten. They were all very kind of abstracty ones. So um, I guess I guess we'll see. But I'm kind of I'm wondering now if this is going to be more of like a a point building game of you know without much to the... not much plant in it. Right. Uh,
3: uh, uh, I mean I would definitely pick it up. I think uh, well not all the games I think on those lists were great. I mean we did enjoy Overboss. Uh, Dollars to Donuts, for sure. And then, of course, Beth Sobel. Hey, you did it. I know. Uh, and all... Um, well, again, all the games that she has provided art for have been, you know, the the great winners like Wingspan or Tussy Mussy. But this one is definitely very pretty. I mean, I... If I could... If I could keep plants alive, I I <laughs> yeah. might...
1: That would be the other piece. I... I might we, we have well a scene like this
3: because uh, one who doesn't like a little cat in their lap. Um, I love a good armchair as well. They are indeed wing back armchairs are my favorite pieces of furniture. Um, and it just looks like such a cozy place. It looks like there's even a little uh, mug for tea or coffee. Yeah, I would be I would be all about this. Like I want to walk into that room right now. I don't mind the humidity and I think it'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's a sweating mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: That's where you build up all your sweat. Yep. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> How do we think it's played, uh, Kate? What do, what do you think?
2: Um, coming in from the sweating mug. Um, all right. <laughs> so um drafting set collection So we're collecting plants. We want to collect the best plants. Um.
0: (laughs) It's it's really personal preference. You just, I won why I have the best plants. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, the best and still alive. I assume we need to keep our plants alive. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't it's think anybody's going to you, even part. though I have a garden.
0: What is the, pat- <laughs> what is the pattern you so think?
3: So, yeah. So, it's a spatially puzzle. So, and it is tile placement. So, I'm assuming, like, you probably don't want to place... Like your orchid next to your cactus because like they want the absolute different sort of temperatures Uh, and light. Because
1: everybody knows the orchids and the cactus are lifelong. Yeah, (laughs) they
3: are such enemies.
2: They've
1: been enemies ever since the orchid-cactus war.
2: Neither like a lot of water. They might be friends.
3: Really? Because I thought orchids really like humidity.
2: Mm. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're people. No. Uh,
3: yeah i don't know I, I feel like especially the way you're gonna display like i mean what if you have like a a six foot fern you're probably gonna need to make sure you have a good space for a six foot fern and you're not gonna then want to put like a you know a, a three foot ficus right next to that because they're gonna they're gonna buy for all the the sunlight you're gonna have to put something maybe a little bit smaller next to it or something.
1: Well that's also like vertical and horizontal stripes. You wouldn't want to put a six foot fern next to your three foot foot ficus because then it'll make your three foot ficus look like it's lower less than three feet. You think so? And then what's the point?
2: Will we uh. also have armchairs and mugs that we have to place? What about within the cat our and, a and a cat? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think it's really all about designing around a cat. hmm Because you know the cat's not going to move.
2: Could I have like a guinea pig instead?
0: No. Um, so mm-hmm. it could yeah, it's be, could be trapping cat. the cat, like surround it with cactus mm-hmm. so it can't mm-hmm. leave.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And then it's just going to uh, howl at you. The cat is? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's trapped. Mm-hmm. But oh, it looks like a pretty
3: good place to be trapped.
1: This room sounds less and less appealing. <laughs> as <we go> <laughs> All right. Uh, All
3: right. So we nailed it. Yeah.
1: History
0: of uh, howling cats.
3: Uh, Well, so when we were uh, talking about the game on our way back from our race this morning, I was like, so what's the name of the game? He told me the name. And he's like, do you want to know the definition? And I was like, yes. And he told me the definition having to do with green, greenery, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, let me guess. The root word is vert, vert. Pro, you know, from the old French and then from Latin. And I'm like, he's like, well, I'm like, well, how do you spell it? What's the root of it? He's like V-R-D. And I'm like, yeah, that's just a a, a change in the actual root word. And in fact, by the way, it is. Uh, so uh, green and then uh, what is the Latin etymology of it? It's like Voteris. I have to bring it up in front of me. Sorry, I forgot the actual Latin root. Um, but uh Verdur- verduri uh so the romance language right Vert, verdi and then verdris uh so it just means green and greenery and so then my mind went to the history of the color green because it is quite fascinating um and the more i actually read up on it even the more fascinating it is so like Thinking about ancient pigments and ancient civilizations and how they color, I mean, it's really kind of cool how humans figured out, especially with ancient arts, like, say, cave paintings, to put together different pigments. Um, green, unfortunately, is one that is very tricky, and so there are no Neolithic cave art paintings uh, with the color green. Some of the earliest ones we have are from ancient Egypt, uh, which used the mineral uh, malachite and ground it up um, and took on the sim- symbolic nature of right, rebirth uh, and renewal, which makes sense when you think about like, <laughs> I used to always joke in Southern California, people were always like, ah, oh, there's no seasons here. I'm like, there are seasons. There are two. There's the brown season and the green season. <laughs> and so right, green is often associated with renewal, with rebirth, with spring, right? Like things turn green, uh, fresh, vibrant, fertility. And so in many of the ancient civilizations and cultures, green does have that connotation. And that's how it was uh, in many of the tomb paintings in ancient Egypt. And you also see them in some of the uh, Roman frescoes as well. Um, And then... Interestingly enough, you don't really see it in clothing because in order to have, right, I mean, something that's going to stick to pigment and withstand, um, you're looking at plant dyes for pre-modern societies and just none of them would stay very well. Some of the early ones were um, made out of um, birch, uh, like leaves and things like that, and turned out to be a little bit more brown. Uh, By the Middle Ages, you do see uh, a bit more green and definitely in some of the like 15th century early Renaissance paintings like uh, Jan van Eyck's uh, Arnolfini portrait is one of the most famous, uh, the bride of Arnolfini, which is really sad because her name is never listed in history. Um, But she's wearing like this gorgeous green velvet gown, right, that is actually lined uh, with uh, squirrel fur. Uh, Part of the like details in the painting, I mean, the green is just super vibrant. And in fact, in that period, people who could afford to have green dye were, of course, the upper classes. And it was generally associated with merchants, kind of like, you know, money, uh, as we see, right, the dollar in green today Um, really was in medieval society associated with merchants and bankers. And Arnolfini was, in fact, a cloth merchant. And so had a lot of wealth by the early 15th century. And that's why she has like this extravagant gown. Um, the dyes that they would have used for it would have been, again, more kind of uh, some of the plants, ferns, uh, nettles, leeks, those types of things. And obviously it would have had to be boiled down like quite intensively. Um, it would still wash out pretty quickly. And so it was definitely one of those fabric colors that, really exuberated luxuriance not quite like purple where you had to kill like 10,000 snails right to get that pigment um in the late 19th century when you start to have chemical paints and pigments that's when you see a lot more um fabrics being made of green and when kiwi was telling me about green being kind of the the root of it i immediately remembered around the mid 19th century. Kind of like, you know, post-Civil War, especially uh, American female clothing that had like those big, huge, right, hoop skirts and things. Greens started to be able to be manufactured with chemical dyes, using, of course, a very flammable arsenic to help to get the pigments and get it to stay. And of course, then you have gas lights if you're lucky, otherwise just open flames. And so many of these dresses would just catch on fire as well. So (laughs) there was obviously uh, that type of pigments were were banned. Green also, of course, uh, continued its affiliation with kind of environment and landscapes and outdoors during the late 19th century, 18th and 19th century in the Romantic period. Of course, the Romantics loved the color green. They were also very well known for kind of retreating from the industrialized Britain to kind of glorify in nature and natural environments. And then of course, in the 20th century uh, we start to see green in the environmental movement. And of course we have much safer, much safer colors for the dye. So there you go. A little history of the color green.
1: The first uniform for the continental Marines was green and the going theory is is that it was because the uh, the jacket for the hunting club that Samuel Nicholas was a part of was green. And so he just carried it forward because he liked it. <laughs> Him being the original first commandant of the Continental Marines. Okay. Yeah. So you guys want to know how to play? Yes. Okay, so we are collecting plants and items and then placing them in rooms, which we also collect in our homes. The player who best cares for their plants as the game progresses no. will be the winner. The game lasts for exactly 13 rounds, allowing each player to finish out their 3x5 home with 15 cards. After final scoring, the player with the highest score is the winner. The first player is essentially randomly chosen, but it's based on the initial plant that each player receives. Uh, and the player with the plant that has the highest verdancy goes first with the tie going to the plant that is first alphabetically. Hmm. Uh, room cards will have a lighting condition on the edge, so you'll have full sun, semi shade, and shade, and they're just circles that are either filled in uh, with uh, white or part white, part black, or all black. Uh, plant cards will have their preferred line, so they'll the plant will show one to three of those conditions. And when a plant has a matching light condition orthogonally adjacent, they gain a verdancy token. Rooms also have a plant dot type associated with them and at the end of the game, orthogonally adjacent matching plants will gain additional victory points. So on a player's turn, they will perform the following steps. You will select a card and token. There will be four columns. One row will be plant cards, one row will be item tokens, and the final row will be room cards. Players will choose a plant card and an item token in the same column or a room card and an item token in the same column. Uh, Before selection, you can spend your green thumbs. Uh, You can spend two of them to replace one to four of the tokens in the market. You can do this as many times as you can afford it, or you can use it to select a card from any column and a token from any column instead of all of the same column. And you can only do that once per turn. So once you've selected your card and your item, you're gonna place the card into your home, creating your three by five tableau called your home. Cards must be placed orthogonally adjacent to previously placed cards. Uh, Cards cannot be placed next to cards of the same type. So plants have to go next to rooms and rooms have to go next to plants and vice versa. So you're gonna create essentially a checkerboard pattern uh, on your tableau. Uh, Your home will be five columns and three rows, so you can't place outside of this. And cards cannot be rotated from their upright orientation.
3: (laughs) An upside down thing.
1: Yep. Uh, So next you're going to check for lighting conditions and collect verdancy. So check each edge of the card just placed for each match. Place a verdancy token. Uh, So place or use items. So you can place a furniture or pet token in an empty room or use a nurture token. Each player can store a single item for later use. If you don't want to use the items you drafted, you don't and you don't want to save it it just goes back into the box so having a set of unique animals in your home will score points at the end of the game uh, having items that match the color or design of the room will increase their possible victory points to two points per adjacent matching plant instead of one and nurture tokens help uh, add verdancy to plants in your room in your home and are a one time use so you have fertilizer which lets you place three verdancy tokens uh, onto a single plant uh, you have a hand trowel, which will add one verdancy to any three plants, and you have a watering can, which adds one verdancy to each plant in surrounding a room. So, complete plants and added pots is the next step. So, when a plant reaches its required verdancy, which is the number of leaves in its upper right of the card, uh, remove all the verdancy tokens and return them to the supply. Then, add the highest value plant pot remaining in the supply to the plant. If all the bonus pots are gone, then you just take a worthless terracotta pot. Uh, The plant no longer receives additional verdancy tokens. At any time, you can spend two green thumb tokens to add one verdancy to a plant, and you can do this as many times as you can afford. Next, you'll check to make sure that you haven't exceeded your green thumb limit. You are limited to five green thumbs. Not two, as one might expect. Uh, if a player has more than five green thumbs, they'll discard down to five. And then finally, we refill the market. So first, you're going to put a green thumb token on the other card from the column chosen from. So if you take a plant, you'll put a th- green thumb on the room card you didn't take from that column, and vice versa. And then you'll refill the market with the appropriate card type and an additional item. Play then moves to the next player. Once all players have taken their 13th turn and filled out their 3x5 grid home, the game is over and final scoring is performed. Each completed plant scores the points in the top right corner. Next, add up all the verdancy on incomplete plants and divide by 2. Add up all the points on plant ah. Uh, add up all the points on plant pots. <laughs> Points on
3: plant pots?
1: Yeah, so there'll just be a number on it. Uh, Each plant that matches the type to an adjacent room is an additional point, unless the room has a matching item and then two points. And then for each unique furniture or pet token, you get points, with a single unique gaining one and all eight gaining you 25 points. And each player that has at least one of each type of plant gets the collector bonus of three points. Each player that has at least one of each type of the five rooms gets a decorator bonus of three points. And the player with the highest score is the winner with tie going to the player with the most green thoughts, which again, it's more than two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, let's play.
0: We just finished a game of Verdant to recap. Um, I had 67 dog points. Kiwi had 72 pot points. Uh, B.P. I had know. 75 Cactus? room points. Oh, room points, okay.
1: <laughs> and
0: Kate had 78 plant points.
1: Okay. <laughs> Mine sounded the most criminal.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well. Well, depending on your location.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so winning strategy Kate. Oh,
2: okay. Um, you know, try to match all the things. Um yeah, I was definitely trying to match the colors with the plants and the items and get the set collection, the um the one of each color for the rooms. I don't think I was intentionally getting the plants because I didn't even realize that until the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um.
3: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that was it.
0: Did, did anyone have a different strategy?
1: <laughs> yes. What was your strategy?
3: I was just going for plants, making sure I could maximize my plants. I did, forgot about the matching colors stuff, and then I totally forgot about like one of each.
1: Yeah. No, I tried to start with smaller plants that I could just finish off and get the bigger pots, but...
0: Mm. I didn't intentionally do that, but I feel like that worked out poorly because I had not very many plant points. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm not sure how effective it was. And then I try after that, I was like, okay, I got some, got some of the bigger concrete pots, and so now I'm just going to try and do some more matching, but I feel like the matching was a little bit harder because I was kind of not necessarily haphazard taking the smaller plants, but it didn't really... Work out a whole lot for me.
0: Uh, Theme, Kate, what did you, did you feel like you were uh, gardening in a, (laughs) I guess a plant house? (laughs) A a greenhouse, Um, some might call it? (laughs) Well, no, because like a greenhouse, this is more like you have rooms of a house and then there are plants all over.
2: Yeah. I don't know. You're collecting plants. Yeah. You're decorating your house with plants. Yeah. I, I felt that a little bit. <laughs> no, um, I was definitely putting things in my house, you know, items and plants.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna you... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Air- gonna...
2: Space <laughs> very much says no.
3: <laughs> there was no real house unless you have a very uh, square house and than your rooms but your plants are bigger than your rooms kind of sort of
1: it's like yeah.
0: schrodinger's plant it exists in multiple rooms at the same time with <laughs> right, yeah. so, right. like,
1: between them i i almost wish it was more of like a polyomino tiling game with like more of like a, of a, like a feng great. shui thing yeah. where you'd have like cards that were like that would come out and just be like you need six plants in this room mm-hmm. and so everybody's like trying to get six plants into a room that's what i I feel like it would be more thematic if it was like that. So I, I also agree. I didn't.
3: Yeah.
2: I
1: felt like I was just matching colors to mm-hmm. cards, yeah. and that was about it.
2: But I mean, you were focused on the light of the room. Well, right, right?
0: but like a like a plant that can live in shady or semi-shady conditions. Mm-hmm. Like you don't put it between two rooms with both of those, and it doubles its like <laughs> yeah, productivity. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, not how,
2: that's not how it works.
1: That's not Maybe You've this is why eat. your garden is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've may, maybe instead you put it in like the wall. It's inside the wall. That's how you're in between two rooms and it's super shady.
2: It's not dead. I've got things. <laughs> I yeah. have pitaya. I have <laughs> radishes.
0: Also, if if you have a blue couch in that blue room, it doubles your plant's
1: productivity. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's the reflection off, the, off of the blue. Off the dog. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I did talk about the names. Yeah, you know? like you mm-hmm. talk
0: about the name of the plants and you get excited over dog, but beyond that. Yeah, exactly. But I feel
3: yeah. like
1: that was less due to theme and more to like... I know. I know this Beth Sobel art and plants. It's like, oh, I know what a jasmine is. Oh, I know what a this is. (laughs) Birds
0: Paradise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Table presents. So that kind of goes to that VP.
3: Oh yeah, Beth Sobel said it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that time. Yeah,
3: I mean the art, of course, is great for the plants. Uh, You know, her style fairly realistic, and the names. um, They were yeah beautiful plants. That I can't grow, but I can apparently collect enough to almost be Kate.
1: Man, do I wish that those room cards weren't just one big blue color. Like, I I wish there was more (laughs) Beth Sobel art with, like, you know, blue rooms could be themed a certain way. Right. And I I would even be okay with all of the room, like, all blue rooms being the same one. Yeah. Because I know, like, art assets can be expensive. So, like, one blue room, they're all the same. I think that would help with the color blindness too, where it's just like, you know, you match the room. And like then it's a go, dining
3: room. Yeah. And it's it might even feel room or more like something. a home. And
1: it, yeah, yeah. It would feel more like a home. And I feel like that would add more to the table presence because the, the plant cards looked amazing. Mm-hmm. They're like the wingspan cards, right? You have the little blurb about the mm-hmm. plant down at the bottom, you've got a beautiful picture of the plant, but then they're in between these just like a playing card, which is just a giant splotch of color
0: even the item items have cool art it feels like they ran out of art money halfway through (laughs) (laughs) with the rooms (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay no more art guys we're done
2: (laughs) yeah this is definitely a game i wish we were playing it in person so that i could look at the art even closer and and i also like i think i wanted to feel the items too. like take Mm -hmm. the take my dog and put it in my room
0: yeah yeah and also, like it's nice because it spreads out across like a tableau, so it yep. looks nice too. Mm. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi.
1: So we've played games like that are using the same mechanic before, right? So you guys didn't play Dollars to Donuts, mm-hmm. but BP and I did. add similar aspect. Uh, this is pretty much exactly how Cascadia played. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exactly how boss mon- or over overboss the boss monster game, the tile laying game. It's exactly how that played. I feel like there's something else that we played that does it. So like, I like the idea of not only do I have to pick what cards that I want, but I have to, based on a, you know, there's a tile in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I did like that in Cascadia as well. Um, so I liked that mechanic to it.
3: But again, I think I like, I think speaking of those games, the dollars to donuts, you also had the polyomino Part of yep. it to a certain extent, and I just feel like that adds a much more puzzly piece than this did.
1: Sure, I, can I, do that. I, I
3: just I don't I feel like spatial puzzle it did not feel spatial puzzly to me except I like felt
0: like a kind of with that like I I felt like there was always an obvious choice like okay yeah. well this room needs to be these things to fit these plants so that one room does that so I'm gonna take that room mm-hmm. yeah. I felt like I didn't have, like, a lot of hard decisions each round. I mean, maybe if I, especially if I was just focused on, like, lighting up plants. Like, (laughs) I guess maybe if I had considered more, like, some of the item things or or color, but I was focused on just, you know, lighting up plants.
1: Yeah, I felt like the puzzle was more like math puzzle, as opposed to Mm -hmm. with, like, Cascadia and some other ones where it was... More of a matching puzzle. So that like I guess it felt more like a jigsaw puzzly type, whereas this felt more like a, you know, oh, if I place it here, I could get this oh, and I, yeah. do the math. Yeah, like not- I could
0: see that where like if you're probably gonna do best at this game if you're mathing out mid-game. Yeah. Game yeah. And I'm not just that reliant. Well, I don't think any of us are, but mm-hmm. like yeah, like Cascadia, it feels more like you could just go, okay, I need a line of bears. Yeah. And then you just make it happen. You don't really have to math out if, you know, that's more. It's, line of bears is good. Make a line of bear like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
3: And there were a lot more options, I feel like, in that game as well than to switch out, right? Some of the things. Like the only choice you had to do to switch out cards or to choose cards would be to spend your. Yeah. Thumbs.
1: In Cascadia, you could switch out the. Essentially the the animals, which is the items in this one. You couldn't switch out the tiles. Mm -hmm. Um, There were definitely, I don't think any of us actually use that. We're in Cascadia. We did it all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, with the, with the cards. Like I wanted to switch out cards more than I wanted to switch out items. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, definitely. Whereas in Cascadia, I felt like there was almost always a good tile choice. Mm -hmm. Almost always, almost always a good tile choice. It was the animal choices that you were just like, ah, "I don't know." You don't like boxes. I don't yeah, I I don't I can't have more bears because these bears <laughs> will be touching uh cape mechanics anything.
2: Yeah, no, just on that last point. Like I wonder if there if there even was like an option to trade into thumbs to clear out the the center board and and replace everything. I don't even know if I would use it cuz yeah, you pretty much always had yeah, I could I could go with this plan, or I could go with this room. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I, I wasn't tempted to take the what we, you could choose a card from the deck if you use the two thumbs. So yeah,
0: I rules. Uh, Kate, how was it learning the game?
2: I think it was pretty straightforward. Like to, I think you could pick it up pretty quickly. I I don't think I understood the scoring even like until we were doing it I think <laughs> it's just cuz there was so much to it that i didn't
0: yeah that's pretty normal for like a point salad game though cuz mm-hmm. there's like so many ways you could be scoring points that you just until you're kind of halfway through the game they don't make sense mm-hmm. and then learning them halfway through the game it's like i already know what my strategy is so yeah
1: yeah which i i, I think is a kind of a i don't know what the word is but the the three main designers here the ones that did point salad and all these other things. Like I, I feel like that is a part of their game where they have kind of this like big scoring pieces. You know, I I, I think it helped that we played some games that were very similar to this, uh, but the scoring was very different. So that I think that's where it, it could be hard to, that's why I kind of stopped. I think we were what, like two, two turns left. Mm-hmm. I probably should have done it four sure, turns left yeah. so that, you had a little bit more time to make some adjustments. I think when I brought it up again, was probably a little late for anybody to make adjustments. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I had looked at the scoring card too at some point in there, but yeah, I think this is kind of a hard game. I think for people who've played a lot of board games, it's pretty easy to pick up, but I think for newer mm-hmm. people, this would be uh the
2: scoring
3: or the game itself?
0: Well, the game, but the scoring is like a lot of this type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I mean, if if the puzzling aspect was that it's supposed to be more mathemat- mathematically puzzly, then yes. Like, it's not a beginner's game. If it's just you want to try to create a pretty pattern, like, uh, then it's pretty easy, right, to pick up, I feel like. Um, If you're not so worried about, like, maximizing your points.
1: Which I think is a little bit our play styles, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we all kind of, like, sometimes we'll go for points. But a lot of times it's just like, like Eric with the corpse flower. It's like, I am not taking that because I (laughs) don't like it.
0: (laughs) But even that, like, it's just a game like this that is so point based. I feel like
1: you're always going to end up playing around points. Otherwise,
0: it's not really worth playing. Right. Right,
1: yeah. I don't think I looked up anything, really. Uh, I just had this the last page, which was the scoring page. That I had that up when we went through scoring, and that was about it. Um, but I feel like everything would have been easy to find had we needed to go back, but I felt like the rules were simple enough that I didn't have to do that. The complexity comes in with the, the scoring, I felt like.
0: Uh, player interaction, not too much. I didn't really... I mean, I was trying to list what you guys were doing at the end and I didn't know. So mm-hmm. uh, I know, like, there were a couple of times where, like, I was like, I want an orange room. And Kia was like, I want an orange room. But by the time an orange room came around, you didn't take it. So I guess you'd moved on with life.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think there was only one time over here where Kate took the one yellow room. That was that was the last yellow room that we ever drew from that deck. And I kind of just like raised my fist. Yeah. But we all you also (laughs) don't really know that. Yeah. 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 But also like,
0: you know, I I think there were a couple times you grabbed something and I was like, I was gonna take that, but then like there's something else I took and then I
1: forgot about Mm -hmm.
0: I even needed that.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. So and and those three points for having that yellow room would not have Helped, helped me win. win anyway. So and Kate already had the the two yellow rooms when she took Although it.
3: Although it might have helped me then, then, it
1: could have helped. Yeah. Well, you needed a dark blue room.
3: Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. The most
0: interaction was when I guilted Kate into not taking the first dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was about <laughs> it. Um, and then yeah. I ended up getting two dogs. And then so, you got two dogs. Yeah. But I got I got Darby. So yeah. <laughs> uh, would you play it again, Kate?
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been defending it since we started <laughs> about, like, the theme. So, <laughs> um, yeah, not super interactive as we just finished talking about. But, um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the way that the mechanics work, the puzzle, um, even though, again, criticisms that everybody's made aside. Um, And I thought I enjoyed the items and the plants. I mean, similar to Wingspan, especially if we played it in person, I would enjoy um, looking at the cards.
3: Anyone else? Uh, BP, would you play it again? Probably not. Um, I... Really want it to be something different. Like, I love the art. Don't get me wrong on that. Like, obviously, big fan of the art. But for, again, kind of puzzly looking good games. I mean, even Calico was better, Uh, you know, like, visual wise. And we have Cascadia and Dollar to Donuts, which are also pretty fun. And so I'm just, I don't think there was just enough there. Like, plants, yes, but I want the plants to be or the rooms to be something that they're not in this game right now.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think Cascadia is just a better game. Uh, Not that this was a bad game, I think. Right. Yeah, I I think I would like this one more had I never played Cascadia. But I think Cascadia just does this better, and I like the puzzle in Cascadia more. Um, So yeah, this isn't a bad game. I would Mm -hmm. just rather play Cascadia.
0: Yeah, um, I I agree with that. It's it's pretty. But beyond that, like it's one of those games were like, I, I had a low score and it's like, I don't know what I would have done differently. And I don't know that I care to try. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Just didn't really interest me that much. I also don't think I love point salad games because it almost always becomes it's a game about points because it's kind of in the genre. And then that is almost always going to end up into mathing out points and stuff. Even at the end of the game, it's like we got to calculate points. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah i think we got to the end i was like oh man they didn't make this mod so it auto did the points for you this is bullshit yeah
0: and there's a lot of counting cards and double checking and did i get the right number right and mm-hmm. you count this card and it's like that's not how i like to end a game yeah
2: i'll play it by myself then Yep. is,
0: is there <laughs> a solo can. version
2: there is yeah
0: all right. all right uh that was verdant sorry kate <laughs> okay I'm used to it
3: so, if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. Uh, you can do so via email, first turn tabletop at gmail, Twitter, or Instagram at first turn cast. And our podcasting camel says, as he sits down, uh, he's just going to lay down in front of the. Uh, the wing back chair with the cat on it and bask in the humid Uh, (laughs) air and say please don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers also water your plants and we look forward to hearing from you play more games
0: exactly five green thumbs. You have that's... matched the human maximum of five thumbs. <laughs> yes.
3: Ooh, a fishbowl. Ooh, ball. a fish bowl. Well. Oh,
0: there's
1: another cat. Oh, no, that's dog.
2: Whoa, oh, dog. And it's your turn. I can keep the dog?
1: This blue
0: room is just waiting for this dog to live there.
3: You could get a fishbowl.
0: Yeah, that's a big choice in life. The dog or the (laughs) fishbowl.